All right, hey, what's going on, everybody in Shark Territory? I'm Marion James, and I just got back from the Shark Tank, and well, what could I say? It sounds like Sharks have only picked up one point in four games, and that point came via a shootout loss to Colorado. Today, they were almost shut out by now an undefeated Boston Bruins team, so we'll briefly react to that, recap the game, and reflect on what was... An expected outcome, at least on this side, you know, on this on this end of the fan base here. So uh, let's get right into it. Why don't we? Okay, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Shark City Unfiltered. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I'll do my best to stay unfiltered today because, uh, you know, I want to try to keep it positive. I understand that a lot of you out there are getting probably exasperated of hearing all this um, all this negativity surrounding your sounds of sharks, especially today. Today was very, very unique day uh, to start off the last home game of the season. Um before I begin, I'm going to start a little bit in reverse order. If you're new to the show, by all means, please um, please hit that like button. Uh, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, you can join the show. You can join the conversation by dropping a comment in the chat. Um, and if you're on X or Twitch, by all means, kick back and enjoy the show as much as you can. I mean, after all. There's nothing really enjoyable about watching your favorite hockey team drop four games in a row. Um, so yeah, let's get into it, why don't we? Uh, today was pretty, pretty um, unique, I guess, kind of strange. So yesterday, the biggest news that dropped was that um, head coach David Quinn announced that Kevin LeBanc, a fan favorite long awaited his return here in sharks territory was finally going to be in the lineup um people were people were celebrating you know the bank was going to be open on thursday night and then oddly enough frank saravalli at the daily face-off and obviously i think he does um nhl is it on espn or tnt i forget which one but either way um he dropped like a bombshell on sharks territory essentially and Pretty much told everybody that the San Jose Sharks decided to place Kevin LeBanc on waivers. Um, he got everyone kind of going. There's a lot of people in Sharks territory that are quick to like, you know, um, supply their takes and give their opinions. A lot of people are quick to like start throwing our team's um, front office under the bus and etc. And then all for not really um, almost moments like a few minutes later to quote the spongebob uh, meme you know he backtracked what he said of course he never uh, admitted 
being wrong or at fault. He just simply said his sources told him that the Sharks informed Kevin LeBanks camp that he was placed on waivers and then reversed course and said, oh, you're going to be in the lineup tonight. Well, that's all cap. That's all cap. I'm calling it bull shark. Um, and you don't have to take my word for it. As uh, Curtis Pashelka had posted on X, um, Mike Greer had s- stated that the team never informed or even thought of putting Kevin LeBanc on waivers. And um, coach, head coach David Quinn was equally shocked or appalled and said like he's looking forward to Kevin LeBanc making an impact on the team. Um, even further... Uh, we had um, Shang Peng said that Kevin LeBanc said like he wasn't really paying attention to any of the drama going on social media, understandably, uh, because, you know, he's busy. He's getting prepared for the game. So super excited to see Kevin LeBanc in today's uh, or tonight's matchup against the Boston Bruins in which the Sharks, if you're wondering what this final score was, sounds like Sharks lost to the score three to one, almost got shut out. Um Kevin LeBanc was put on the line with uh, Philip Sedina and Bordalo at center. So that was kind of exciting to watch uh, LeBanc. That is, you know, he was the only one understandably who, in my opinion, came out with some actual like juice. He had some, um, had some in the tank. That's for sure. Had some gas in the tank or some fuel, I guess is a better way of saying it. Um, so let's go into the reaction out here. Um, San Jose Sharks were pretty flat today, um, plain and simple. And understandably, um, when you you know when you faced in the last two games, and thank goodness for um, Blackwood, and um, you know his outstanding. I don't care what what anyone says about him, his outstanding performances two consecutive games in a row. He almost faced a hundred shots. He'd made over ninety plus saves. Um, but what we don't really kind of take consideration is how also the team, the whole entire team, the defense, the offense, our forwards, our defensive uh, pairs, they are also facing, you know, over 90 plus shots in a game. So I think today you just kind of seen the last two games finally catch up to the Sharks. Now I mentioned this during our season preview for the month of October that I really feel that the Sharks were going to play a competitive game against Vegas, Colorado, and Carolina. And I stated this, and if you don't believe me, you check out the previous episodes at sharkcityhockey.com. But I stated that San Jose Sharks were going to, in my opinion, the one game where I feel like was going to be a real test and a real struggle, it was going to be that uh, game against, you know, tonight against the Bruins. And I think we all seen it. It goes without saying. Um, the Bruins just look to be out skating, outpacing, outplaying. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody on the Sharks team. Um, every time we wanted to like dump and chase, it just didn't happen. There was always a Bruin there to follow. Um, there's a lot of stuff that kind of went into. Um, I mean, there's a lot of repeated uh, repeated mistakes um, and, a, and a lot of like um, things that I, ke- I kept noticing on the ice, which I'll go to in a second here. Just pardon me um, as I get some stuff together. So let's just go over the stats really quick, and then I'll go into my whole uh, spiel of my first-person account. So the one thing that I honestly felt was the biggest improvement this game was shots on goal. The um, Sharks did not get 
um, outshot like horribly, like almost two, two and a half times the amount of shots. So um, that right there was kind of dope to see that they actually were able to keep up in that department. So uh, shots on goal per period were in. Let me just scroll down really quick so you all can see it here. Um, so 17 shots for from Boston, uh, 10 from San Jose in that first period, which is I know they're still being outshot almost by two times, but considering the results in the past couple of games, that's an improvement. Um, that second period and third period, you could definitely see, um, you know, the Sharks are definitely playing a tighter game. And for the most part, you know, they're getting the puck onto the crease. So um, in the second period, it was pretty much deadlock 7-7. And then in the third uh, for shots on goal for both teams. And in the third period, you had 12 uh, shots on goal for Boston and 10 for San Jose Sharks. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if you want to call them quality shots, but nonetheless, you know, at least we're not surrendering 40, 50 plus shots on goal this game. Um, so that was a good improvement. Again, Kevin LeBanc was probably, in my opinion, maybe one of the best players out there tonight. Um, it goes without saying that Phillips Adina is definitely still showing promise. Um, he has that hit factor and maybe he stands out because, you know, he um, wasn't very happy in hockey town. And now that he's here in shark city, perhaps, you know, there's a little bit more, you know, um, incentive. He's definitely is probably for some of you will say who watched him on the Detroit side, you know, he definitely kind of rejuvenated himself here in San Jose. Um, obviously, this is where he wants to be. This is where he wants to play. He signed that deal. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, he almost got, you know, he had a couple opportunities, could have definitely made it a uh, third goal in four games. So Zadina is obviously going to be one of the, um, you know, he's doing, he's doing really solid in my opinion. So um, what I've seen in the past four games is, you know, he's bringing it night in and night out and that's cool. Um, let's go over some of the stats before I start, you know, getting lost in my first person recount. Uh, account of it, my bad. Um, so, sounds like Sharks is solid in the faceoff this time around. Uh, 53%, 53.2 to be exact. Um, faceoff wins. Um, this time around, you know, the power the the power play unit just didn't, you know, same thing, man. I'm I'm getting a little exasperated myself of seeing the sounds of Sharks power play unit give up so many shorthanded breakaway opportunities. And that's got to come to a, a stop. Um the good news, though, is that the San Jose Sharks played a more disciplined game um, in comparison to like the seven penalties um, taken in the six prior, I believe it was, uh, for the last two games. Um, you know, they only took one penalty this game. So, you know, you got you to hand it to the Sharks. They played a definitely more disciplined game. Um, the, the improvements in those areas, you know, shots on goal, penalties taken, you know, definitely seen the improvements. Um, um, Boston, they had... More block shots, 18 to San Jose's 10. But I think a lot of that has to do with because the Sharks were essentially, you know, they're shooting the puck into uh, into their skates or into the players. Uh, we already got someone chatting right here. Where we got this. Hey, what's up from Twitch? Hey, what's up? All right, so it looks like if you're on Twitch, you could uh, comment too. What's going on, man? We're talking San Jose Sharks. Or what's going on? Uh, person with the Patrick icon. Is that a Patrick from SpongeBob icon? <laughs> what's up? Uh, thanks for joining the show. Um, yeah, so, you know, San Jose Sharks, they definitely improved their game. Now, I want to say this one more time. 
because I know a lot of people out there are saying, you know, they're not that great. They're not that competitive. They just don't have the talent. They don't have the skill. And it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, there's merit to those claims when they play about, you know, 60% of the game, the past two games in their own zone. Um, the first period kind of felt that way. It kind of felt like, man, here we go again. Another game in which, uh, you know, if, if you're sitting like, if you're sitting in, you know, center ice, you spend a lot of time looking at the, uh, you know, uh, at the sharks end, you know, a lot of time with your, you know, your head, uh, in one direction, <laughs> not, not a lot of back and forth going on that first period. Um, but you know, the sharks, they played a cleaner game. They, um, definitely, again, you know, they're putting pucks on the net, whether or not they're quality, uh, chances, you know, that could be debatable, but, um, a case in point, the one goal we did score was what it looked like from, you know, from what I've seen on the replay inside the tank and from what I've seen in person when it happened live was, you know, uh, Anthony DeClaire just had some great hockey IQ, some great hockey sense. And he, uh, you know, essentially threw the puck into, you know, traffic in the crease and it found its way into back of the net. So on that note, congratulations to the Duke of San Jose. Uh, he scored his first goal as a member of the San Jose Sharks, and Tomas Hurdle got the assist. So Tomas Hurdle got his fourth assist of the season as he continues to build on that uh, sixth all-time scoring leader uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Um, and you know, Duclair, in my opinion, you know he's been he's been um, he's been overdue for a goal. He's been you know he's been showing um, some promise, and I'm glad that he finally found the back of the net. Um, <sighs> yeah, what else can be said besides, um, you know, sounds like Sharks lost. So I won't spend too much time into, you know, all the stats. There it is. You know, the Boston Bruins, they scored those two goals. And again, the game was heavily dominated by the Bruins in that first period, in my opinion, when it came to like puck control and possession and, you know, uh, keeping the pressure uh, in, you know, the Sharks own zone. And yet, the Sharks kind of found themselves in that game, but it just happened to be that uh, just kind of like deja vu against Vegas. And, you know, the opening night, Kapokakinen allowed uh, two goals and like less than um, this time, less than 30 seconds. It literally came 21 seconds apart. Um, Brian Marchant and um, Van Rijmsdijk are um, for, um, for Boston. You know, they scored those goals. And, I think that right there just kind of like deflated the team. Now, again, the the Sharks look like, you know, this this four-game homestand kind of started, It's specifically the last two games, it started to take its toll. Um, the guys just didn't look energized out there. They appeared as if they were kind of going slow with the skating, but um, either that's a testament to how fast, you know, how well-oiled and you know, how, how a more of a complete game Boston was playing. Or in my opinion, like I said, I just think, I think the last two games just finally caught up to our guys. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, wish it wasn't what it was, but that's just, you know, that's just how, how it goes. So, you know, when you're playing, so when you, when you're, when you are playing so much defensive hockey, um, you know, eventually it's going to catch up to you, in my opinion. So just moving forward, um, you know, that second period, it started out with um, another quick goal, like less than four minutes into, uh, you know, Pasternaki got himself his fourth goal of the season and whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm going to just kind of go into my spiel now, first person account. Uh, some of the things, again, positives one more time, just to uh, reinforce our, uh, yeah, anyways, my bad. The Sharks improved the game. They played a more disciplined game. They definitely were taking more opportunities. I really wish that they would stop passing the puck and start shooting. Okay. Um, Eklund, love the prospect. Love, love what he's doing in San Jose. Getting, you know, he's getting some quality minutes. He's, you know, getting some great ice time. But, you know, bottom line is, you know, um, you know, William Eklund, too much no look center center um ice passes no one's there nobody's there um he kind of did the same thing similar last game and on the power play and that led to that shorthanded goal on the breakaway so um you know as far as our prospect goes you know Eklund's definitely um you know he still looks like he's kind of getting into the groove of things um obviously you know he scored his, his first goal of the season last game so you know just give us some time uh boards I'm a little concerned about um, Thomas Bordalo kind of looks like he's not really getting his, uh, feet under him. Um, got another comment here. So let's just get that going on. Still no wins. How are we going to beat other teams? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Jimmy from Facebook. I definitely agree. Now, let me just respond to that really quick. Uh, I was going to wait. I was kind of building up to this, but I might as well just spit it out now. Um, you got to remember guys and everyone out there in Sharks territory. Um, we just played four teams that are not just playoff contenders or playoff caliber teams, but they're championship caliber teams. The Colorado Avalanche, they were the champions two years ago. Last year's champions, Vegas. Carolina is favored to be the champions this year. And, you know, the Bruins, they're undefeated. So if you want to look at it like that, if the Sharks could play the competitive, if they could compete like they did the first three games of the season and play a disciplined, solid game like they did tonight, we're going to get some victories. Um, but yeah, I'll be real with you. Like I said at the top of the program, I honestly thought that this game wasn't going to be um, easy. I honestly thought, and I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but I think I was a little bit on point. Um, I thought that, you know, the Bruins were going to be the real test and that um, we were able to, you know, be competing with Carolina, uh, Colorado and Vegas. And that kind of was that kind of was how it went down, with the exception of these last like, you know, these quick goals in the final minutes of a period uh, that happened in Vegas. And that also happened uh, tonight. And, you know, what you're doing is essentially, you know, you're you're ending the frame. And beginning the next period with like, you know, like with your ending, you're creating obstacles to end a period. And then you have this mountain to climb, you know what I'm saying, for the rest of the game. So, you know, the Boston Bruins got their first goal and their insurance goal before the freaking uh, period ended. So by then, the Sharks are already playing catch up. And when you have to play, you know, when you're trying to come from behind against these teams, that's a big, tall ask. You know, I mean, that's a lot to ask for a team that, again, this is just four games in. I think like 20 different skaters altogether, like if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. A lot of these guys, this is just their fourth official game that they're playing with each other as a complete squad, right? So, you know, let's be patient. It's good to see that they're not 
going wild. They're not playing wild and, and you know not getting penalized. But unfortunately, today I just think they were gassed. That's just a, I just think that's what it came down to. Um, Kapo Kakinen, you know, it's unfortunate that it had to go down that way. That second goal, I know a lot of fans were, and it, it seemed that way, especially in the stands. A lot of fans were um, saying like, "Hey, you know, challenge, challenge the call. You should challenge that goal. It shouldn't have counted." Um, they were saying maybe goaltender interference, but in all honesty. He never, uh, Kapo Kakinen never covered the puck. Uh, his stick was touching it, maybe even slightly like above it, but the puck was still in play. And that's the other thing I kind of seen with Kapo Kakinen in this game is it wasn't per se rebounds. It was, um, often he kind of was losing sight of the puck. And when he had the puck, um, you know, within the crease, he wasn't, I don't want to say he wasn't committing to covering it, but when he thought he had possession of it and he was covering it to freeze a puck, it was still in play. So, um, you know, those are just things that, you know, those, those kinks, they're going to have to just, you know, work, work them out. But, um, yeah, you know what? I won't lose faith in my sharks. Never will. I'm not going to say that they're going to end the season at, um, you know, the bottom of the league. And, um, but what I will say though, is that, um, you know, today, today's game, it, um, you know, it, it just, it kind of showed, it showed, you know, Boston was definitely the better team without doubt, but, um, you know, it just kind of shows what happened. Um, it just kind of shows what could happen when the sharks, in my opinion, they just lacked the energy. They really did. Um, so let's just, let's just cut that. Uh, let's just end that right there where it's at. Um, boards. I'm a little concerned about like, he's finding him. He's picking himself off the ice a lot. He really is. And, um, I'm not saying he's struggling, but, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of us were kind of expecting a little bit more out of him, and it is what it is. You know, it's easier said, <laughs> it's easier said on my side. You know, sitting in the stands or for everyone that's taking to social media while they're sitting on their couch, right? But um, yeah, um, the only reason I'm concerned about that is Logan Couture, who's not going to be going on this road trip. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, you know. He's due to come back, I think, by November, in my opinion. There's no timeline officially yet, but I think he's due to come back by November. Um, the fact that, you know, we sent like uh, Shimmick and Henry Thrun down. So that's some other news that began today. Henry Thrun was sent down to Dakota. Uh, he needs it. Uh, he kind of, he's not struggling, but there's definitely some aspects of the game that he needed to improve on. And um, it showed. And personally, I think that. Um, you know, he's going to be back in the lineup. Henry Thrun will be back in the lineup um, this season without a doubt. I think that might be the case with Bordalo. I'm almost positive he's going to make the road trip, and I'm almost positive he'll play every single game this month. But the San Jose Sharks have um, pretty much the entire month of October to decide because that's nine games. When he gets to that 10th game, they can't send him back down. He's waiver exempt right now. If he gets to that 10th game, then, you know, he's going to either be an unhealthy scratch like Henry Thrun was uh, just a couple nights, a couple nights ago, or, you know, he's going to, I don't know, maybe he'll find himself on the uh, third line, uh, third line, fourth line center, because we're all waiting for uh, Nico Sturm to move his way up the line as well, or the lineup as well. Um, so speaking of lineups here really quick, um, let's just go over that. So um, Anthony Duclair, Tomas Hurdle, and Alexander Barabanov were on uh, the first line. Second line was, as mentioned earlier, Zadina, uh, Philip Zadina, Thomas Bordalo, and Kevin LeBanc. 
Kevin LeBanc, uh, understandably, being his first game in, he's the only one that kind of played with juice with the exception of um, with uh, Zadina, who's been kind of bringing it um, all season so far. Um, Eklin, uh, Luke, uh, so William Eklin, Luke Cunning, and uh, Mike Hoffman were in that third line. A lot of us are wondering, um, you know, what's going on with Hoffman? When is he going to show up? But, you know, he's a veteran, and he's going to have that veteran presence, so I don't see him um, not being in the lineup ever. If not any, you know what I'm saying? If not, definitely not anytime soon. Um, he, he's, I think his position solidified. Um, Mario Ferraro had a pretty solid game this time around. I'm not going to lie. He, he played, he looked pretty good out there. Nice little change. Um, um, Kyle Burroughs has always been bringing it this season. Um, so far in the four games. So, so they're a defensive pair on that top line. Uh, Vlasic was back. So congratulations, Mark, where Vlasic was listed as day-to-day with, uh, I think, a lower body injury not too long ago. Just played like a little over three minutes against the, um, the Avalanche, I think it was. Anyways, but uh, he missed a, he missed the last game. Thrun was in. Now Thrun is in the Cuda. Vlasic is back. And that's understandable because, you know, the defensive, um, you know, that defensive um, group was kind of um, kind of clogged. Right. Got another comment here on Facebook. By the way, thank you to everybody who's um, you know, interacting on today's show. So Mark from Facebook, we have a, we have a hard run early on. Won't be playing top lines forever. We won't be playing top lines forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and just a quick reminder, if you're on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, oh, he meant top teams. So let's read that one more time. We have a hard run early on. We won't be playing top teams forever. Exactly. And you know what? The Sharks didn't really do that bad against these teams. Um, they played a better, dis- they played way more discipline tonight. So had they, we had the same discipline the first three games, I'm pretty sure it would have been a different outcome, especially that last game because against Carolina, even though the score was six to three, four of those goals were on special teams, three power play goals for Carolina and a shorthanded goal, right? So, um, you know, only one power, only one penalty committed tonight, and that's what's up. Um, so yeah, you know, the Sound of the Sharks, they played four teams that are favored to have deep playoff runs this season. So the fact that, you know, um, you know, the first three games, well, the first two games didn't really see, you know, the full 60 minutes, the 200 foot game. The third game against Carolina was just def- was penalties galore, right? It was just ridiculous. Like the refs had a um a case of like, you know, like little John just wanted to blow the whistle, right? Is that little John? Blow the whistle. Oh, my bad. Wow, I'm quoting Vegas artists here. Too short. Bay Area native. Too short. Mark again from Facebook. I like what I see, but want more controlled passing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, as I mentioned, um, and we got more blocking with the stick on ice. Yes. Yes. Mark, you're on point right now, man. <laughs> uh, yes. Um Passing is too wild. It's too wild. Too much no look passes. Too much like send. Even there's a couple of moments where we're like throw. We're passing the puck right in front of our own crease, right in the danger, the high danger zone. Is a lot of you advanced stats uh, and advanced analytics uh, junkies out there like to uh, say. But yeah, for old school hockey fans like myself, you know, we kept putting the puck in, in the slot right in front of our own uh, net. Some dangerous passes, and then just kind of some, you know, like. Again, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of the shots were just finding the bodies of uh, Bruins. So, you know, maybe some better quality shots. But um, I'll move on. Yeah. So uh, back to boards. You know, 
hopefully, you know, he'll have a, a good road trip, but we'll see if he ends up staying a shark. I have a feeling just like Henry Thrun, as I was on my last thought there. Um, oh, really quick. My bad. I'm all over the place. Uh, Kinesov and Ruda were that last uh, defensive line. Vlasic was paired with Benning tonight. So, yeah, um, you know, just like Henry Thrun, I think um, maybe Thomas Borlow in, in due time might be finding him way back to the Cuda. Because uh, he definitely has some um, aspects of his game that needs improvement, and it's starting to show. Um, um, you know, like the it's starting to show where uh, you know the, he's lacking a little bit to you know be holding down a spot and on the main roster. And I'm not trying to hate. You know, I'm all for this guy, and I would love just like a lot of you Sharks fans out there. I'd love to see Bordalo, Eklund, and Thrun just hold down a, a position, a position with the Sharks, and you know, grow their game, learn to compete in the league, but it ain't going to do them any good if these are the results that we're going to have, right? So they'll get some quality minutes with the CUDA. Um, the run is going to be there. Um, he's already there, so, he, you know, he'll get some uh, quality minutes. Radim Shimik was placed on waivers today, um, and he is, you know, going back to the, you know, for the intention to go back on the CUDA. Also, um while we're talking about Cuda, Connor McCarron was a recall today from the Wichita Thunder. So, um, you know, the Cuda is starting to look a little exciting, I guess is the best way of saying it. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. Um, also, Nikita Ahotiuk, he's sent down to the Cuda for conditioning assignment. So, yeah, you know, the Sharks are kind of like starting to clean up all you know clean you know the defensive the defensive uh group was kind of clogged in a way he's starting to clear that up and um you know maybe in due time Bordalo would join them but i don't think it's a bad thing that's all i'm trying to say i think you know the ahl is a great pro level league and i think they'll have an opportunity to grow their game and you know maybe even grow the confidence a little bit and then, you know, come back to the Sharks, you know, um, with new perspective, with new, um, you know, hopefully with, you know, a newer um, compete level. So uh, let's move on here really quick. Let me just make sure I'm not missing anything, uh, any other news going on today. Obviously, there's not much to talk about um, in the game. But, um, yeah, strong efforts from the San Jose Sharks today. Um it looks like Granlund's not going to go on the road trip, or he will go on the road trip. Kachura is obviously he's going to stay, so he won't be on the on the road trip. Um, maybe just talk about some personal stuff that I've seen. So what was really cool today is where I was sitting at, and I was trying my hard my hardest to not fanboy out, but I had Mike Ritchie, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton right behind me man it was pretty awesome so today i was sitting with my back all the way against the freaking wall on the top level all right some of y'all call it nosebleeds but i don't believe that there is a single um seat in the tank that's that's a horrible view anywhere you sit in that tank is, is beautiful and i just lucked out tonight and i was um able to sit right behind the sharks legends tried my darnest to not keep looking over my shoulder but i mean i was starstruck like right when i sat down right before they even like um had opening face off. I was like, oh my goodness, this is Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe. So that was pretty dope. Um, so, you know, I highly encourage you out there, everyone in Sharks territory, if you haven't done so already, um, you know, maybe check out 
the Sharks Breakaway Pass. It's 89 bucks a month. And um, this time around, you they gave all the preseason games and all the home games in October. So obviously, you know, that's it. The, the home games are done. Sharks are about to go on a road trip, and they won't be back until November 4th, in which they're going to give out shirtsies, the Golden State Warriors shirtsies, which, I, in my opinion, this is the first time they actually did a shirtsie right. Um, it actually looks like a basketball jersey. It's mocked up to look like the Warriors jersey, but they gave it San Jose Sharks colors, and they got the San Jose Sharks logos on there. That's how you do it, right? I'm a 49er fan. I know a lot of fans here in the Bay Area are also, you know, uh, Raider fans. So, you know, when they were giving out jerseys that kind of had like, you know, the 49ers red and white colors, it just kind of didn't really match. It didn't hit. Uh, this time they're doing it right. And they've done Golden State before. They gave out like yellow and blue or blue and yellow uh, jerseys before that, you know, had it was mocked up hockey jersey. Sounds like Sharks logo was on it, but they just had the Warriors colors. And uh, it's, you know, still kind of like, you know, it was cool, but it kind of like, you know, still wasn't like, you know, it was so and so. This season, they actually, you know, they hit the mark. And they're giving out mocked up basketball jerseys that look like San Jose Sharks uh, jerseys. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so what what does all have to do with what I'm trying to say? Um, same price, eighty nine bucks this upcoming November. Nine games. All right. So the seats were awesome. I haven't had a bad seat. Um, real talk, just full disclosure. Every game that I went to was up upper level, but um, the past two games, I got to sit where the Sharks attacked twice uh, tonight. I got to sit right next to the Sharks legends um, and the games prior, you know, you get those, you know, you get those free uh, special event promotion, uh, promotional giveaway items. So, you know, no complaints. 89 bucks is definitely worth it. And uh, when the results are the way they are, you know, I can't complain about, you know, and I'm a longtime Sharks fan. I used to, you know, bleed the bank account and empty the wallet uh, way before they even came out with this stuff. I used to go to all the playoff games. So um, for someone that traditionally would spend about 100 bucks a game, because I used to, I love sitting in Section 101. That's my spot, obviously center ice, right? But um, for someone that traditionally spends about 100 bucks or whatever a game uh, to get every game for the month for 89, that's a dub. That's a win. Anyways, so... I know it sounds like a promotion, maybe even a shameless plug, but that's not the case. I'm just trying to say, you know, it's nice to see the Shark Tank pack, and I would love to see more Sharks fans in there. Back to today's first-person account. If you're listening on the Sharks Audio Network or watching on NBC Sports, I'm pretty sure you heard how loud it was for the Boston Bruins fans. They darn near took over that building. There was so much black and yellow in the tank today, I was kind of shocked. Um, so we could use some more till out there, all right? So if you haven't done so already, please consider checking out, um, you know, the breakaway pass. They also have some other packages out there, like three games for 57 bucks. So whatever you can do, whatever you want to do, um, but show up. These sharks are playing very well. And you know what? Those first um, three games with the crowd behind them, they were performing well. And I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, when the crowd gets behind a team, they just bring that extra oomph that extra push and you know um they compete they compete for us they compete for the crowd so you know you're gonna you're gonna probably hear a lot this week how horrible the sharks are you will not hear that from me i'm not oblivious to the record i'm not oblivious to you know um when you compare them to 
other playoff contending teams. I'm not oblivious to, you know, what we have versus what they have, but I'm going to tell you straight up. I am a diehard Sharks fan and I'm never ever going to enter a game saying, Oh, my team sucks. They're going to be the worst. Oh, we're not going to win. Cause that just makes absolute zero sense. Like why even watch? <laughs> why even call yourself a fan? Anyways. Um, I always am a firm believer that, you know, the expression of football is any given Sunday. Uh, for me, it, my expression is it ain't over till it's over. Um, so even today when it felt like the trucks are going to be shut out, um, I stood there until that final horn, uh, you know, sounded off and that's just how it is. I'm always going to talk up my team. Um, I'm not going to try to sell you a rock or snake oil per se, but what I am going to say is that, you know, I love this team and, um, uh, I'm going to always support them regardless. And honestly, I don't think they're that far away from, um, you know, figuring out that winning formula. The last three games, they brought it. The goaltending was there. Um, they just didn't play com- complete games. They kept shooting themselves in the foot, pardon the expression, taking penalties. And in my opinion, a lot of those penalties were sus. I think the refs were definitely helping uh, our opponents, our visit, uh, you know, the visitors. Uh, the first three games definitely helping sway the momentum in their side and their side, keeping them in the game. And um, tonight, I just think the last three games just caught up with the team. I mean, it's an 82 game season, and when you spend the the last uh, the last 120 minutes of hockey prior to tonight's game, you know, facing almost 100 shots, I mean, eventually, you know, it's going to catch up to you. And yes, we are a young team and we do need some seasoning. Mark from Facebook, thank you very much for, um, you know, um, interacting. And by the way, if you're not following us already at Shark City Hockey, you could do so on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, X, and Instagram. Got to follow us on Instagram, man. If you want more relatable Sharks fan content, follow us on Instagram at Shark City Hockey. Um, and one last time, if you like what you heard on this program or if you're just enjoying the show in general, please give us a like, share uh, this episode, help grow Shark City Hockey's uh, account, and uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That'll be what's up. Um, some closing thoughts here as we're almost at 40 minutes. Um, and thank you to everyone who's been with us from top to hour. Um, you know, the San Jose Sharks have played four teams that can go the distance this year. And the fact that, you know, again, it doesn't, it's hard to, to really see, you know, the brighter side of things when we're losing. We only have one point via a shootout loss in four games. So right now our record's zero, three, and one. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to see, like, you know, oh, it's this team really for real. But I'm telling you, the first three games, the Sharks are competitive. Those last two games with McKenzie Blackwood, he didn't deserve to lose. But he's given us some amazing goaltending. As a matter of fact, he's played some of the best goaltending I've seen since you could say Auntie Niemi, or you could even go as far as saying maybe even Martin Jones during that Stanley Cup final run. But we haven't had solid goaltending like this consistently in a long time. So I'm thinking we found the answer in, in net. Kapo Kakinen is having himself some good solid saves as well. Unfortunately, it's just got to close out those periods, man. You got to close out those periods. You can't be like, you know, letting in those goals, you know, like less than 30 seconds apart, or you can't be closing out periods um, with, you know, let, letting up, you know, stacking up the goals against, you know, before the, um, you know, before the, uh, 
you know, you go into the locker room because you just you you start the next period just you know with a with a hill to climb. Anyways, um, let's just talk about the San Jose Sharks' upcoming uh, schedule here as they're getting prepared to close out the uh, month of October on the road. Um, so the San Jose Sharks are going to be playing this Saturday. Pretty early game for a change for those of you who like to uh, get your hockey early. Uh, they'll be taking on the Nashville Predators at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Um, on Tuesday, next Tuesday, they'll be playing the Florida Panthers. That's going to be another tough game. It's going to be pretty cool to see Giovanni Smith and Anthony Duclair play against their old squad. Uh, obviously, the Florida Panthers are the Eastern Conference um, uh, champs from last year. So um, this is going to be another one of those top clubs. So it doesn't look like it's going to get any easier, right? But it is what it is. We'll see how they do, how they how they fare. Um, Thursday, so a week from today, um, the San Jose Sharks will be taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. They'll be at um, they'll be in Tampa, and then it's going to be back to back. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, um, they don't get worked too hard. Hopefully, they they're able to compete and play a disciplined game. Com- take the best aspects of the last four games, mold them all together. And next thing you know, you got yourself a freaking pretty solid Sharks team. Um, so let's see what they can do on the road without the pressure of the home fans. Sometimes it might help out. I know it sounds weird. Um, but yeah, so they have back-to-backs next week, Thursday night against the Lightning, as I just mentioned, and then Friday night uh, at, at Carolina against the Hurricanes. And then they'll play the last game in the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. against the Washington Capitals. And that's Sunday, October 29th at 2 o'clock. So a very uh, early matinee game on Sunday. Then they'll be returning home, as I mentioned. Uh, it'll be Thursday night, November 2nd. That was the fourth, pardon me. Uh, so November 2nd against the Canucks. And I think the fourth, uh, the Penguins, I think that is when we get that jersey. Either way, go to both of those games. They're going to be handing out a jersey. So uh, just to recap, the road trip. Five-game road trip, Predators, Panthers, Lightning, Hurricanes, and Capitals. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you know, that's pretty much going to wrap up tonight's show. Thank you to everybody. Um, you know, it's been a tough homestand, but I'm not going to lose faith. The San Jose Sharks will rise. They'll rise from the depths of the Pacific. We're going to be way more competitive than what a lot of people are giving us credit for. Uh, this month is going to be tough. Obviously, um, everyone kind of acknowledged that, but I don't think that this is going to be the trend going into November and December. We have some tough opponents, don't get me wrong, but you know, um, we'll start seeing some some teams that we might look a little bit better as you know the winter moves along here. So, I'm Aaron James. Thank you to everybody who's been joining, uh, who's been enjoying the program. Uh, don't forget to like. One last time. And don't forget to follow us across the board at Shark City Hockey on social media. Of course, you can find all of our episodes of Shark City Hockey, uh, or excuse me, Shark City Unfiltered at sharkcityhockey.com. And Shark City Unfiltered is the number one trending live stream in Sharks territory. So uh, make sure you turn those notifications on and you don't miss on any live episodes. You can catch us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, in which you can interact and drop a comment. Or you can kick back and enjoy the show on the app formerly known as Twitter that is now called X. And hey, follow us on Instagram for some more relatable Sharks fan content. All right, everybody. I'm Aaron James. Until next time, this has been Shark City Unfiltered.
another aftermath. Boston Bruins handle today. Three to one. Sounds like Sharks is zero three and one. Ten to homestand. And hopefully we can get that first dub on the road this Saturday against the Preds. Everyone have a great rest of your night or morning if you're watching on the East Coast.